Welcome to The Big Show, my friends, better known as The Decontamination Zone. My name is Tony Carnegie, and I'm your psychological solution of disinfectant purified with 151 proof of high-grade corn alcohol, baby. (laughs) Quite a bit has uh, transpired over the past week, and I hope that each and every one of you are making the best of it as well as you possibly can under the circumstances. Since the last little teaser episode of The Decontamination Zone, I'm excited to share with you that I have two, not one, but two active listeners to the program. That's like a 200% increase in listenership since this time last week. So thanks, inmate number 9534721 and Larry the Alcoholic Hobo. I appreciate the support. So, what makes this show bigger And better than the previous one, you may be asking yourself. Well, because I'm a self-sacrificing and giving kind of guy, this show is going to be a full 30 fucking minutes. What? (laughs) Hell yes. Yeah! I know. You're welcome in advance. Okay! If you're ready to experience some next-level shit by taking the crazy train on the Pineapple Expressway to Metaphor Town, then check out this selection from the Virtual Vault, with the genre right here on the Decontamination Zone. Look, sometimes I want to write conceptual, but then I think about the fans that have reacted to my band playing numbers at the festivals. See the amplify the vocal, put my name all on the poster. I cried when the show was over, I was living my dream. Finally, I could believe there was a reason to sing. I vacillate between pride and second guessing myself. Between the motivated drive and compromising my health. I got no problem with the grind. In fact, I drive in and make a bed on eggshells. And I'm forced to lie in it. People shoot me in my dreams. I could never die in them. Busy overcoming doubters that set the fire in me. It's intrinsic now. It's the principle. I'd rather reach a billion streams than be sensible. But it makes me cold-hearted and prone to no evil. My ambition is a gift and a curse At times lethal, the attention is a reason to work Beyond feasible, I heard to put the family first And that's agreeable, but when you got your face in the dirt You need a vehicle to take you to the top of the cliff To get an eagle's view Somebody hear me calling, calling, calling Trying to find my way back home Too far from the place I know This ain't my space, I've grown Back on my way, I go. Somebody see me falling, falling, falling. Just like a shooting star that you only see at dawn. On the quest through life lessons, I ask myself questions. Like, do I have depression or is work life oppressive? Is it wrong to be obsessive if I have the right obsession? Do some shoot better when the shot is still contested? I was more invested before abusing impressions. More impressive before I ate away all my stresses. All out of answers means all out of guesses. I guess what I'm left with is my own flawed perspective. My mind is like a sponge that's clean too many messes. I'm not out for fun, but financial protection. A hundred K, don't equate to the kind of money made up in the bay. But if you want to buy a house, you better stay. Living at your granny place and stack away. I got no need for a mansion. I got need for a platform that does more for artists than upvote and platform. Cole said it best, your best bets to keep touring what I don't get. Cold sweats to get foreign vehicles. I go to work just to see it close. First in and last out as my story goes. Somebody hear me calling, calling, calling. Trying to find my way back home. Too far from the place I know. This ain't my space, I've grown. 
That was Genre with Who Am I, produced by Smartface, and you can check him out on SoundCloud.com, Spotify, or follow him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Genre Music. That's G-E-N-R-A Music. And now, story time with Tony Carnegie. This week's story I like to call Cleanliness is Next to Godliness, or Bitch, You Better Wash That Nasty Ass. A bus full of nuns falls off a cliff, and they all tragically die. They arrive at the gates of heaven and meet St. Peter. St. Peter says to them, Sisters, welcome to heaven. In a moment, I'll let you all through the pearly gates, but before I may do that, I must ask each of you a single question. Please form a single file line. And they do so. St. Peter turns to the first nun in the line and asks her, Sister, have you ever touched a penis? The sister responds, Well, there was this one time that I kind of sort of touched one with the tip of my pinky finger. St. Peter says, All right, sister, now dip the tip of your pinky finger into the holy water and you may be admitted. And she did so. St. Peter now turns to the second nun and says, Sister, have you ever touched a penis? Well, there was this one time that I I held one for a moment. All right, sister, now just wash your hands in the holy water and you may be admitted. And she does so. Now at this, there is a noise, a, a jostling in the line, and it seems that one nun is trying to cut in front of the other. St. Peter sees this and asks the nun, Sister Susan, what is this? There's no rush. Sister Susan responds, Well, if I'm going to have to gargle this stuff, I'd rather do it before Sister Mary sticks her ass in it. This has been Storytime with Tony Carnegie. You know, it's heartwarming stories like these that feed my soul mm, to the devil. Why won't you answer me? Hello? This is your cell phone! What, do you think you're just not gonna answer me? You keep me in your pocket like I'm some dirty little Why won't you answer Hey there, Brian. Welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you, Tony? I'm doing all right, man. Thanks for uh, calling in, man. This is awesome. Oh, no problem. It's actually my second call. I, I just started <laughs> the show on my own on your voicemail. I figured, well, I'll just do the whole thing to just tape, do the... and then... <laughs> Well, hey, you know you what? I mean, it, I'll, I'll check it and uh, and uh, I'll listen to it, and then uh, you know we'll plug it in. Uh, you know why not? All right, content <laughs> is content, man. Oh shit, that's funny. Exactly. I didn't have the volume yeah. on, and I'm like waiting and waiting and waiting, and then I see I missed a call, and I was like, oh shit. Ah oh, man. All right, man. So, uh, how are you faring under the current circumstances? Pretty good, everything considered. Um, we've had a, a unique situation at our house in that. Um, we didn't choose to start this project during the lockdown, but it came into full bore uh, to the finish line during this uh, lockdown, and that is a home renovation. So we actually had our house halfway renovated, and then the lockdown hit, and we had to finish the renovation uh, under these conditions, which <clears throat> worked out just great, just great. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be finished probably just in time to leave and go back out into the world. So oh, man. How- oh. But it's been good. It gave it's a distraction. 
was, which is what we're talking about here. It was the perfect distraction. Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. How about you? I'm doing all right, man. I mean, uh, I'm, uh, you know, my my uh, Monday through Friday, my day gig uh, is considered an essential service. But what's great about the company is they're taking really good care of us. So um, it, it works out that I can goof around and do this kind of silly shit. That's the best thing. So yeah. you have found a way to entertain and amuse yourself and uh, fill the time and turn it into something good, as they say. Right. Without having to touch my penis. <clears throat> well, that's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> for your penis right 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 it's getting it's getting it was getting tired of me it was like hello yeah. like come on uh, i didn't realize the show was gonna go blue so fast but now that i get the tone i get it <laughs> yeah absolutely man the blue or the better it doesn't matter to me it's fine it's it, it is whatever it's great <clears throat> well you're i think your head's in the right place because having a uh, an outlet uh, like this podcast actually puts you in the perfect place to get in touch with people that you wouldn't have a, a reason or an excuse or opportunity to get in touch with anyway. I actually was a producer on a radio show here in LA uh, on KPFK and uh, 20 years ago and <clears throat> was on the music business. Uh, the host was a friend of mine who was a songwriter, producer. He actually worked with Michael Jackson among all people, among people. And <clears throat> by being a producer on the show, I'd always wanted to, you know, have access to the music industry, which is a, it's a closed door business. It's a very hard business, like most show business avenues to get in, but having a show and it's not even, it's a local station, it's not a big station, opened all kinds of doors. People take your calls. They're interested in talking to you. They will share. It gives you a chance to meet and greet. And, uh, I love the idea that you're doing that. You'll be surprised. I think who responds and who you get to know, and your life will probably be completely different uh, when you're done with this. Yeah, um, and that's that's awesome, man. I mean, it's it's cool to have a little uh, uh, different perspective on it. I mean, I, you know, my experience in the radio arena, which is kind of where I wanted to go, that was like my my childhood dream, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I I went to broadcasting school, and then I I got out of it, and that was right around the time where like radio seemed to kind of be. I, I don't know, dying out, not really dying out, but like there were so many other options. I mean, there was satellite radio that was really coming up. Howard Stern jumped from radio into, you know, Sirius Satellite. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was, you know, Mark and Brian went off the air. I think now, um, gosh, I haven't heard radio in, in forever. Um, but um, Kevin and Bean, I think, are gone now, too. Yeah. Radio was a personality driven medium back then. You had um, yeah. certainly Stern and. Um, you know, the morning zoo type shows that were driven by personalities, certainly Mark and Brian and uh, Don Imus. These guys created a um, a genre or a an outlet that was based on their personality. And that um, probably, I mean, it still exists, but not like it did on radio. You go to satellite, like you said, for that or podcasts. Right. For exactly. That. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's where those where that lives now. Yeah, 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 and uh, it is a bit freer. I mean, you uh, you're not um, restricted by you know FCC and can't say this or that or whatever, which is kind of nice in the podcast arena where you can kind of do whatever the hell you want. You right. Know? Um, as as we saw earlier in the conversation with your um, <laughs> with your uh, penis joke. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Think of how much more enlightened and enhanced all of our lives are. Right, exactly. Because they got to hear. Because they got to hear that. 
Right. It, exactly. <clears throat> That's what you're talking about. That That's is what exactly what we're fighting for. That is exactly what we're fighting for, man. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't know that you actually studied broadcasting, but I always considered that your strength. It doesn't surprise me because um, you're really well suited to that personally. All the, We've done a lot of projects together over the years. Yeah. And you've always yeah, been my yeah. go-to guy on the little projects that I work on, a lot of corporate stuff and funny videos. When I need the voice, I always call Tony. Um, I've had so much fun working with you on, on the various projects, man. And I will, I will always, uh, you know, very willing to jump in and, and do whatever, man. It's, it's always yeah. so much fun. And oh, we get together great. and we're always, you know, we're good friends. And so, you know, we can, uh, you know, uh, joke around and have a good time. And I, I think the, the, the trip to... Um, Salt Lake City. Uh, Salt Lake City. Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> that yeah. car ride was ridiculous, man. I mean, ridiculous. It, it, I, it's that kind of stuff that uh, I love doing it. I would do it just for that, man. That's the way I like to, to do things. I'm, I'm like you, driven for creative projects. That, um, you know, my anything else I do is usually to, as a placeholder or to pay the bills in pursuit of, of these multiple creative pursuits that we both have had. And one of the benefits of that, or one of the caveats is that you get to work with people that are fun you know because you're creating your own thing so you can bring whoever you want in you go to work for a company that's great too income's fantastic don't get me wrong and you can meet a lot of good people but you're on somebody else's turf but when you're creating the project you can also create the personnel that you work with that's the best part we've always had yeah and and i can make it suck as badly as i want and it (laughs) is it's all me if i want it to be totally shitty that's it it's me yeah, right. uh, which is, uh, you know, um, that's what I strive for. I'm setting the bar extremely low. You know, then you never disappoint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, is, know, it is a healthy way to live. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, so this is your latest endeavor. Um, are you doing other things or the energy now is is uh, putting a podcast together? The the energy is primarily focused right now on the podcast uh, thing. I was trying to do. Um, a um not necessarily a podcast but trying to get some voice actor friends together and do kind of like a short script uh mm-hmm. short play thing uh but through some technical issues in the sense that I wanted to have this set up like more like a table read and do a live show with everybody on at the same time and have the sound effects and kind of doing things in real time uh, didn't work out so you're your idea would be that it's done live, done, no post-production. Yeah, no post-production. Yeah. Um, Which but... is smart because the killer on most projects is post-production. <laughs> yeah, I many, exactly. I know many people that have shot stuff, uh, very few that have finished stuff. <laughs> Case in yeah. point, let me see if there's somebody that you and I both know that we could find an example of that. Oh, yeah, me. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little project we did... 15 years 16 years ago was it that, that long I, ago that Jesus. we get that i get ribbed on constantly by you stephanie tom <laughs> amy they never let me live it down that my uh my eyes were bigger than my stomach so to speak my ambition was bigger than my ability to deliver at the time yeah. and so we got one episode done of Space Chasers I'm talking about, that yep. legendary mystery. It's all over the internet. When do we get to see Space Chasers? It's like the Lost Elvis album. People would, would are dying to see this, right? Am I right? That's yes. what the forums yeah. are saying. Oh, yes. right? yeah. That's what we understand it is that yeah. they're clamoring. But uh, it's very difficult to finish. Also, 
set your sights on something that you have the ability to do. This is speaking to me. Uh, it was 100% special effects when I had never done special effects at all. And it was 100% green screen, first green screen thing I ever shot. So yeah, I probably was setting myself up for some failure. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. Learned a ton, uh, <clears throat> not the least of which is um, setting setting up uh, goals that you can reach. But ha doing it live, getting back to that, I love your idea because good, bad, or otherwise, done when it's done. Yeah. And exactly. you move on to the next episode rather than obsessing over one piece for 10 years, evolve by doing 10 pieces over 10 years. <clears throat> Much better workflow, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your home studio like? You're very technically savvy, of course. You and I both have a strong technical background. I was an audio engineer in college. I love the technical as much as being in front of the mic or camera. So I'm all, I'm very interested in the the gizmos and gear, and yeah. I know you are too. Which is do you have a uh, do you have a studio set up at home now? Uh, can you do that kind of stuff? Yeah, I have a unique space. Um, when I took over this building, the uh, the apartment was a little bit smaller, so that's cool. But it had this little um, uh, like vanity area in between my bedroom and the bathroom. Mm -hmm. and they had to rehab the entire unit um, for the previous management, um, hadn't changed anything in, I don't know, they were here 15 years, I think. Mm -hmm. And so it was the, the place really needed to be redone. And they asked me, you know, my input on some of the things that I wanted to have done in the apartment, and I said, well, you know what? Can we leave that um, vanity space uh, empty? Don't put anything in there. And they were like, yeah. mm, uh, okay. And uh, I came in here and set up my booth in here. Um, and then equipment-wise, uh, my monitor is like a 40-inch, 42-inch uh, TV plugged into a Mac Mini. I've got some M-Audio Studio monitors up top. Mm -hmm. I'm running the Scarlett uh, 2i2 interface by Focusrite. And yeah. I just picked up a couple of weeks ago um, the Stellar 2 microphone. It's about the equivalent of a Neumann microphone, oh, just, not, just not as expensive. It's about 200 well, bucks for that mic. I think the, the point is that nowadays with the technology, and I think anyone that's into filmmaking or audio recording is well aware of the fact that you can do pro quality stuff on a very small shoestring budget. And I mean yeah. total pro stuff, stuff that isn't just demo quality. Because in the past, I had, a, I had a demo studio in my house. It cost me a ton of money. I don't, I don't do the audio recording to that extent anymore, but mm -hmm. I had a dream to build a recording studio. It cost a lot and was still kind of demo quality. Mm -hmm. You'd still uh, need to really go to a, a pro studio to finish it, right? You could, that's not the case anymore. You can do something yeah. on a computer, uh, pro software that's cheap, a few pieces of gear like your mics, and you could, you could do an audio book, you could do a record album, you could do a musical yeah. uh, presentation, you could do your theatrical presentation, have it totally pro, you could release it. Uh, the gear is that good now. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, for probably, you know, 500 bucks or maybe just a little bit more, you can have a pretty decent setup. Yeah. You know, um, you know and I, I, I think that microphones are kind of like shoes. You kind of have to have a microphone for just about every little occasion, I think, you know. Yeah, um, it's true. This is my workhorse microphone now. Um, I have a really nice tube microphone. I do have to get it repaired. But that has a different sound to it and a different, um, uh, you know, dynamics to it. And, and uh, yeah, um, I have Actually microphones true. like crazy. Yeah. I, have a, I have a buddy of mine who's uh, recently retired, um, uh, was an LAPD 
uh, cop, retired, and he is interested in building sound effects libraries because he has access and opportunity yeah. to distribute them. And so I've been consulting with him this week on the gear that he could get on very nominal budget to put together a full pro sound effects recording rig where he can go out in the field and get anything, but it included a variety of mics. I said, that's where your money is. The recorders yeah. are all pretty good now. You get like a Zoom recorder, yep. it records 96-bit. Yep. It's, uh, you know, it's fantastic. 48 kilohertz, it's gonna to be totally pro-grade files, but you have to get good quality sound into that device, and that's always the mic. But with very small budget, he's he's rigged up and ready to go, and he's gonna be generating A-list Hollywood quality sound effects once he learns mic placements and how to you know, yeah. grab the sound at the right place. That's really what the difference is, not the equipment. I guess the point is the equipment is no longer the limiting factor talent yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, I'm sure uh, we'll we'll see from this. Yeah. <laughs> as the result of what this podcast may or may not become. Wait a minute, no one's going to hear this, right? Uh, absolutely not. No one okay. will hear oh, any bit God. of this. Oof. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness, because <laughs> that would be completely unacceptable <laughs> to anyone listening. I guess. Actually, actually, what's very funny? So I signed up with this um, uh, podcasting service called Anchor. Don't know if you are aware of it. Um, yeah. But um, basically, it's a pretty simple thing. I, I'll build the show, and then I'll upload the finished produced show up to the platform, and it sends it out to pretty much everywhere. Great. Um, it's Google Podcast, Apple, um, Spotify, and a bunch of other things I've never even heard of that um, uh, are all these different platforms on it. And I thought, oh, that's great. And it's got like a monetization uh, you know, ability for it. Um, which is a thing that I'll, I'll integrate later on once I have, you know, um, an audience for the show. Yep. Um, building takes, audience is everything. Building, yep, that is exactly it. Um, but, you know, you, you can get donations to, for the show to keep it running. You can mm -hmm. um, sell sponsorship uh, to generate some revenue. And then I was also kind of considering that maybe, possibly, um, doing like an online store that would be integrated with the show, maybe do some merch. Or whatever, mm -hmm. and then you know tie that into it or somehow you know. But these are great all great like, ideas. Great, you know, ideas for for way down. Maybe once I get this show, uh, you know, in a um more stable. Yeah, well, building audience is the key to everything. Um, you have the ability to do it, no doubt. You'll have great content, no doubt. It'll sound good, no doubt. All of that, I have no doubt. But uh, the the challenge is getting it out there, building the audience. Um, and good luck doing that, of course. It's going to take a lot of hustle, but social networking is big, promoting other people's podcasts as so they promote yours, cross-pollinating, so to speak, and yeah. finding forums where you can share your content, get people to talk about you, and email lists, and your, uh, you know, your likes, and all that stuff. That's just time. It takes a lot of time responding to people. Um, yeah. back, back when YouTube first started, I was performing at uh, Acme Comedy Theater. And I did a bunch of videos. That was kind of my thing. I wrote sketch, I performed improv there, performed. But I was always kind of um, involved technically with gear. I love shooting video, editing, doing music, all that technical stuff. So it gave me a leg up to bring ready-made finished videos right to a show. And other people would have me work on videos for them. It was great. So I had um, some content when YouTube started up. And so, like a lot of people, oh, I'll make a channel. And I posted some things and you get a few views and a few people recommend you. And, uh, and, but I never really 
either didn't know how or didn't have the motivation or because I'm easily distracted. Squirrel. Oh, never mind. Here, I'm back. Uh, but uh, so I didn't, I didn't never really heavily promote it. And there's maybe a few hundred people that subscribed for whatever that's worth. That's nothing. That's like your family. A few friends, right. a few hundred people. So that's a result of my effort. And I had another friend at Acme. Uh, his name's Greg, Greg Benson. Actually, he's quite successful on YouTube. Hysterically funny. First of all, his content is some of the best on the internet, hands down. So he's got that going for him uh, right off the bat. He's an entrepreneur by nature. And he jumped on the YouTube bandwagon right away. But he, but he was very savvy and skilled at building his audience. And he was able to grow and make a, you know, make a living off of YouTube. Wow. And my content is as good or what have you, but I think that this, your content has an audience no matter what it is. His is exceptionally good no matter what. But, he, but the key ingredient for him was the long hours and the time put in meeting other YouTubers, recommending them, getting recommendations back, doing co-projects, getting on each other's channels and working and working and working. And it seemed to me that the hours, this is what I gather, he might correct me and say, I'm full of it. But from what I observed, that initial phase, for a few years actually, built himself a huge following that has sustained him. Although YouTube wow. has changed, that's just one platform. The model exists in other platforms, but using the most famous YouTube. Yeah. The, the building effort was more important than the content effort. Although, as I've mentioned, his content was exceptionally good, hysterically funny, one of the funniest wow. people I know. But anyway, for people that are, you know, podcast considering and generating content yourself, that's, that's the, that's the uh, secret sauce, I think. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's also, I think for me, I got to, I got to really like um, structure myself. And with this time that we have, I'm, I'm like, okay, Monday night, I'm going to do a little bit of research on some things, uh, maybe write some stuff, you know, so during the week, I'm kind of gathering as much stuff as I can. Um, and then like today, for example, I was like, man, you know, I think it'd be fun to do, you know, uh, an interview thing. Who do I know that I could call in, you know, that would do this? And, and you were the first person I thought of, man. I was like, oh, I gotta get, I gotta get Brian on this thing. And I'm so glad that you jumped in on this, man. This was really cool. Um, I was the first person you could think of that you knew was home to take the call. <laughs> That's what you for left off. <laughs> right. Who's doing absolutely nothing? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> no, but seriously, man, uh, I think you're one of the funniest guys. I mean, uh, going back, you know, to things that we've done, uh, one of the funniest things that I think that's ever happened is my 40th birthday party and you hosting the roast. <laughs> Oh my god! I had to upload all those bits to YouTube, and I refer to those often and look at them every time I want to laugh. I just think, oh my god, this is some funny ass shit, man. It was a it was great, great night, I have to say. I I'm pretty proud of that. I had a great time. It yeah. was all around great night. Um, I did check in with Stephanie a couple times to say, is this okay? I don't want to run up my tone because I don't want to spoil it. But I'm thinking, and she goes, and she said, what did he tell you? Uh, he said, anything goes. Then it's okay. <laughs> you do whatever you want. Did Tony say anything else? I said, yes. Then you do whatever you want. Yeah, you do whatever the hell you want, man. <laughs> and that's the spirit of this podcast as well. Is it's it's an anything goes, man. I, I you know, yeah, you know, it, that is the whole the whole vibe. Let's just have fun and just see what the hell happens. And no, it's a great idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. People need an outlet, and yeah. uh, and now's the time to uh, create yours and. Uh, 
you know a lot of people, and I think uh, you'll get a lot of good guests, a lot of good conversations. The fact that it's so open-ended, you never know what you're going to get. It's kind of like a box of chocolates, I guess. This is the... the, the <laughs> The fourth Gump of Podcasts? Is that this is the fourth Gump of Podcasts, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, wow, that's great. Uh, All right, I appreciate great. you being a part of this, man. Yeah, thanks for asking. Good, good uh, luck absolutely. to you, Tony. I love All right, it. thanks a lot. Take care, man. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The first full episode of The Decontamination Zone. I definitely want to thank genre for letting me use one of their tracks for this podcast hopefully there'll be many more opportunities in the future to use songs from genre and some other uh, musicians that uh, would like to be included in our podcast and i absolutely want to thank brian splain for his uh, call-in interview that was awesome man i really appreciate it and last but not least i want to thank you the listeners for tuning in to the decontamination zone Uh, hope you have a great week ahead and this is tony carnegie saying please stay safe